Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 68 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast, bringing you this episode on January 24th, 2022, and I am your host, Lee Paddock, and my co-host, Sterling Hammer. And uh, with all these films, uh, we always uh, have to issue a spoiler warning when we talk about them. So uh, without further ado, let's talk about this week's film, which was chosen by me. And I'm not going to talk like this the whole podcast. It's getting slightly offensive. Is it? I don't know, maybe. (laughs) Soon, but all right, we're done. But... (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I'm uh, talking like that because uh, today's film, which was chosen by moi, uh, is a Western. Um, So there's a lot of that kind of talk in this film. Um, Lots of uh, colloquialisms from the Old West, which which sound really funny. Yeah, 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 Sterling's all like, bleh wasn't a fan just we'll just say that right from the get-go not a fan we'll see we'll see (laughs) i'm just kidding no Uh, i already know um but yeah this week's film was uh the clint eastwood classic in my opinion uh unforgiven from 1992 uh, 30 years ago. Um Ugh. and this was uh yeah, this was kind of a a sort of peak moment I would say in Clint Eastwood's career because this was the first film that he kind of uh he won any kind of Oscar for. Oh. Yeah. Um and this is sort of this started his transition from being more of a director than an actor, and not really doing the type of, you know, kind of like action movies, yeah, and like westerns that he was doing. He didn't really do. Uh, He's getting old by then. Yeah, so this was his last western, actually, his last like full-on western. Yeah, uh, western. And yeah, westerns as a genre are, it's not you know it's very rare. Now. Nowadays, it's like a dead genre. It is, but it's. Hard. It's hard to imagine that fifty years ago it was sort of like what superhero movies are now. Yep, it was everything. That was the thing. Like, oh, Even westerns in like book form, dead. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shrinking every year. It's uh, just a genre that I don't know. It's sort of this is one. This is a movie that sort of takes the mythology out of like. The old West, mm. and that's kind of what killed the Western genre. It was kind of built on all these sort of kind of racist ideas. Yes, definitely. Um, so I mean, yeah, we'll get a little bit more into that. Um, and I guess I should kind of just explain uh, what this movie is, because chances are, you know, a lot of you might not have heard of it out there. Anybody who's listening. Um, or maybe you have. Um, so I'm gonna ramble on and try to explain it, and go. Not maybe. Yeah, probably. We'll do what we usually do. Go scene by scene. 
And uh, yeah, interject our opinions or just thoughts or trivia. I don't know why I'm explaining what we do. Uh, episode 68. Yep. So let's talk about Unforgiven. So this is a film that takes place in uh, mostly in the year 1880. Uh, so it's almost the turn of the century. Towards the end of the Wild West. Yes. And you can then, you sort of get that feeling throughout yeah. the whole movie. And that's sort of what the movie It's getting harder about. to live out there. And yeah, it's, things are starting to urbanize. The railroad is becoming more of a thing. People are able to travel a lot more. Um, and we uh, we follow a uh, an old pig farmer uh, named William Money, who's played by Clint Eastwood. Terrible pig farmer. Yes, he's a, a failing pig farmer. Um, it's him and his uh, two children, a boy and a girl. Uh, his wife had, I think, just passed away a couple years ago yep. uh, from whatever disease you can catch out there. Oh, yeah. Just name it. <laughs> Smallpox. Something. Something got her. Um, so, yeah, this is him. Raising these two kids alone, and he's obviously overwhelmed. Um, the pig farming business isn't very lucrative. Um, but all of a sudden, this uh, wily young would-be gunslinger rides up onto his property. This piece of shit. Oh, come on. I fucking hated this guy. The Schofield just, kid. Just... Five to overcompensate and but lifted truck. He drives if he's modern and drives a giant lifted truck and has the backwards SoCal hat. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, and when he right. gets out of his truck, he hops down. <laughs> I think he's a little bit more of a complicated character than that. But I don't think so. We'll get I hate that. his whole arc. You hated his. Okay. 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 We'll get to your opinion later. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, but yes, the uh, the Schofield kid rides up and uh, tells William Money of this uh, uh, of a bounty that has now been uh, put out by these uh, prostitutes because uh, one of them uh, has had their face brutally slashed. <laughs> Uh, this is actually the opening of the film. A horrific scene. It's very, yeah, it's probably the most violent scene in the film. Um, it's definitely, the, it feels the most raw and the most real. Uh, because the, the prostitute laughs at this guy, this cowboy, um, for having a small penis. Yeah, she's still say. doing a prostitute. She didn't know better, I guess, yeah. Yeah, so the guy motherfucking just whips out his razor and just starts slashing her. Yeah, it's like cut up her face and like in the coffin. Well, he's just a terrible piece of garbage can. And uh, the fucking pimp slash bar owner uh, comes in with a fucking revolver. Puts it up to the base of his head. And then uh, calls the, the sheriff um, who uh, initially is like, alright, well, I guess we're gonna we're gonna take the whip to him, bring out the bull whip. That would have been good. 
and then you know the prostitutes. The prostitutes are kind of like, uh, is that all they're gonna get is whipping? <laughs> but then it's like, all right, well, all right, fine. But then the fucking cowboy or one of them offers to uh, give up his uh, ponies because you you know because ponies and horses are valuable in this uh, time period. Yes. Um, so it's a pretty good thing to trade and bargain for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, for free. So both of the so there's two of them actually. There's two cowboys. Uh, one of them, he's not exactly, he's not somebody who seems like he was really keen on wanting to. No, he was just having sex with a prostitute and was having a good time. And all his friend starts freaking out. And then, like, you see him trying to stop his friend. And then, like, his friend says, like, get off me, grab her. And then, like, he, he kind of freaks out and he does grab her, which allows him to get her to get cut a couple more times. But then he, like, stops. And he lets go. And starts grabbing the guy again. And then he gets, like, you know, the guy throws him away. It's, just, it's a very chaotic scene. Still, um, Jesus Christ. You know, he's, yeah, this is the more, uh, I guess, decent of the two cowboys. Yeah. Um, And so uh, they negotiate a deal, both of them, to trade the ponies over to... Uh, the pimp, basically, the bar owner, because they damaged his property, which is the prostitute. Yeah. Which is very, you know, it's pretty fucked up. You know, and they sort of comment on that. Like, you know, they ride us like horses, they don't have to treat us like him. Yeah. Um, the prostitutes are very angry about this. Because the only one who benefits is him. Yeah, they, yeah, they don't. Just, the, the girl's life is ruined. Yeah, she's just a janitor now. They just make her into a janitor. Mm-hmm. Um, Except for the occasional guy that wants her. And that's mainly just to, like, probably just to be able to stay there. Yeah. And that's really sad. And to probably pay off her debt. Which, you know, that guy makes that guy a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, these... Prostitutes are so angry that they they put up a bounty and send it out to all the would-be gunslingers mm-hmm. near a uh, big whiskey, Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming. Um, In parts of Texas. Yep, all the like the badlands, I guess, mm-hmm. where all the you know gunslingers are supposed to hang out. And the reason why the Schofield kid is. Uh, approaching William Money uh, with this opportunity is because William Money has, uh, has a checkered past as a uh, ruthless gunslinger himself. Very checkered. <laughs> and he, yeah, he's uh, known as the murderer of women and children. They constantly say that. Um, but after marrying his, uh, his wife, uh, she kind of uh, tamed him and uh, turned him into a, a, a decent man. She got him off of being a drunk. Definitely got Which him. Which is where he did most of his killing. Yeah, because, I mean, that's how a lot of the gunslingers were back then. Yeah, just to numb the pain of existing. Exactly. Um, yeah, she really, like, she, his wife is the one who saved him. And then when she died, 
you know, now he's kind of just like lost. He's like an autopilot. So when this kid approaches him with this offer, he's like, uh, I don't want to go back to that kind of life. But then, you know, his hogs are suffering some kind of fever. Yeah. Uh, Dying he's, left and right. He's just, he's not making any money. Nope. His kids are probably not eating all that much. Not uh, this year. And, you know, they live in this shitty little shack. Like, it doesn't even look like there are any rooms. It's just one room. Yeah, I think probably so. sleep on the floor. Probably, because the parent gets the bed. He's the father, after all. The breadwinner. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I guess out of desperation, uh, William Money has to kind of go back to his old ways and start, uh, he starts taking out his old guns, and he... He's not very good with a revolver, but when he takes out his uh, double barrel, uh, he's pretty good with that. And he's, like, <laughs> he's like, all right, well, I guess I'll go uh, get my old partner. Uh, the guy is just living a peaceful life. <laughs> with his uh, Native American wife. And doesn't say a word. Doesn't have to. And we never see her again. Uh, well, you hear about her, at least. She's yeah, never I want to see her reactions. <laughs> um, but yeah, his, uh, he goes up to his old partner, Ned Logan's house, who is, uh, who's played by Morgan Freeman. The great Morgan Freeman, of course. Kind of a weird, like, I don't, I don't feel like I see Morgan Freeman in the Wild West. Maybe he's a slightly out of place, but there were black cowboys. I'm not saying they're not black cowboys. He just doesn't feel like a cowboy or an action person at all. He's he's Morgan Freeman. He just kind of walks. He's riding a horse in this film. Yeah, I just don't feel like he should be shooting a gun even once. He just doesn't. He barely does. I know. I just don't think he should be in an action movie at all. This isn't really an action movie. It's partly. If it has a little bit of action, should be in it. He's in Batman movies. As what? He's the guy who gives Bruce Wayne all of his gadgets. Yeah, but he doesn't do any action in it. He, he's fine in that role where he just, his speech should be. I remember, walking. this is 1992. He still looked 76. <laughs> he's always looked 76 years old. Oh, come on. <laughs> no. He's never not looked 76 years old. So you think he's out of place? Just a little bit, and this, like I've said over and over, privately, the way he's treated. Yes, well... Just makes well, it stand out so much to me. It is a little weird that um, he is a he's a black man in the 1880s, early 1880s, and nobody references says a word about it. Not, Not a once. Thing. And you'd think that a guy like William Money would be... Even if most of the state isn't. But even if it's not, even if he isn't, if most of the state isn't racist. It's a legit criticism. There should have been at least one guy. Honestly, it is a legit criticism. Because, like, they don't, like, 
No, you don't have to say the N word. This doesn't have to be Django and Chain. Uh, and uh, yeah, and unless you're like but, making clear in your your universe is not like the our history. Like oh, I'm doing an alternative like like it's not like telling thing. where there can be black dukes and all these things, like stuff like that. It's like oh, okay, 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 you're re- doing a retelling of history. That's fine. No, they actually they reference a real historical event. Yeah, and the people are just, on, like just as terrible as they would be. They're just and he's the only one. He's the, he's the only, only black guy in the entire movie. I could phrase that way better. But it's true. But um, and it's just like Jesus Christ. It's yeah. It is. I don't know. I I maybe it's because. Uh, Clint Eastwood was afraid of what the reaction would be. Shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's probably just like afraid of what the reaction would be. Um, I don't, I don't like you said. I don't think he had to go like just Edward, Edward, Edward. Yeah, it's like, not a Tarantino movie. You could just have racism and like maybe send the Edward like once or twice without it being distasteful. I don't. I don't know. Some kind of reference. Like they kill him in kind of, oh. later on. Yeah, yes. in kind of like a racist way. But they don't like. He doesn't make it seem like he's doing it because he's black. No, it's like he would have whipped anybody. They they that make that clear in the beginning. White, yeah. So it's like I'm just. But we'll get confused. That. It's a little weird, but I like. I like. Ned. I like Morgan Freeman's performance in this movie. I'm going to like Morgan Freeman in pretty much anything he does, but just... Okay, fine. And then, like, when they find out, you're just like, oh. But Ned, he's the only good thing in the movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the only decent character, really. The one who really changed. Yeah, and they beat him the fucking death. Yeah. Well. Over days. That's yeah. It's really horrific. And they uh, just let it, Bill. The police did that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Come on, Clint Eastwood. You're supposed to be conservative. <laughs> it's yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, Clint Eastwood brings Morgan Freeman along on this journey to kill two people. <laughs> um, two. Kind of rapists, I guess. Not rapists, but uh, women slashers. One of them is like it's a woman assaulter. I don't know. Because when they bring the ponies in, the one guy tries the the, the nicer guys tries to bring an extra pony and give it to the girl who got caught, just so she could sell that one. But then they chase him off. I'm like, man, you should have took the pony. Still, sell get some money from it. Well, that's kind of like. The whole theme of the movie, it's like, they're just so blinded by revenge. And yeah, they don't think of the consequences. They're unforgiven. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, after that, we, uh, we see uh, some of the, the bounty hunters that uh, have uh, sort of... Uh, been attracted to this town. Mm-hmm. Um, we see one of them. Uh, because the prostitutes fly and say about $1,000. <laughs> yeah. Because they know when they get the men in, the bounty hunters in, they can get, wear them down with some freebies. Mm-hmm. Free ones. 
and that will whittle it down so they won't actually have to pay him a thousand dollars. Yep, because they really only have about five hundred. <laughs> boop boop boopity boop. So yeah, this uh, <laughs> this British bounty hunter or gunslinger comes in. Um, I don't know. You think he's gonna be so badass? He kind of is, but uh, like I think from the start, there's something about him, like where this guy might be a fraud a little bit. Yeah, you can shoot pheasants, but um, I like the scene where they're talking about the the assassination of President uh, Garfield. Sterling is actually falling asleep. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's just kind of like the movie. I'm just kidding. But yes. Um, and you're like, oh, well, you know, no one would dare assassinate a queen. Like, your hand would shake, literally, as you were aiming. Yeah, he's just talking shit about America the whole fucking time. Yeah, and it, you got these, like, old, like, cowboys. Like, what is this John Bulls? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one guy just kept saying that, John Bull. This is like an old like, phrase. Oh, don't you know who he is? He's an assassin. That's English Bob. He's the guy who works for the railroads, the shooting Chinamen. That's a quote from the movie, guys. Yeah, and that's his other thing of fame. He shoots Chinese people. Yeah, there's a defenseless Chinese. Like he people. sees like some Chinese people in the town, and he's like kind of pointing his finger at him, like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get you." Like, Why? Be afraid of me? Racism. Piece of shit. That was just the attitudes of back then. It's insanity, though. Um. So yeah. This guy comes in, and yeah, you do kind of, yeah, you are sort of led to believe he's going to be this badass fucking uh, British bounty hunter that's going to go up against the sheriff, played by Gene Hackman, um, who plays Little Bill. Um, and uh, he's the guy who uh, also kind of has this sort of violent reputation. Mm-hmm. Very. Um, but with this, like, <laughs> like he tries to Facade. be, and he, yeah, he's like, he'd be like in the modern day, the mayor, the dirty mayor, or the act, the but dirty, like the, mayor, the, the dirty chief of police, but like dirty in like he was dirty for the good. What he went, what he, he, like, thought... he wouldn't embezzle money, but he would like shoot a gangster in the back of the head and dump their body and be like, oh, yeah. oh well, ta- and frame other gangsters. He basically kind of takes, uh, Vigilante justice. He hates gunslingers. But back then, vigilante justice was allowed because of the way they call the fucking federal government. Yeah. Like he, they were, he was the authority. He sets up this uh, policy. He sets up this policy where uh, you can't bring guns. Into Most town. cities were like that in the West. Yeah, which is funny what people don't realize. It's it's really interesting, especially like especially like thinking about like that kind of state, Wyoming. Yeah, they, have... they wanted to reduce the amount of gun violence. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that, wow, that's astonishing. Um, and yeah, he barely, the guy barely uses a gun when you think about it. He knows a lot about guns. He knows the world of gunslingers because he sort of existed in that world for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came from uh, Nebraska. In fact, one of my favorite lines of the whole movie is when, uh, you know, because he knows English Bob. Because English Bob, you know, has is sort of this infamous gunslinger himself. Yeah, but he knows, knows him. Yeah, he knows the real English Bob, who he reveals to uh, his biographer that he fucking 
drags that English Bob is dragging along. Um, w Weasel Man. <laughs> w Bow Champ. Um, but yeah, uh, he says uh, when Bob sees him, like, oh, I thought you were dead. Uh, the last time I saw you, I thought you broke your old bloody neck. <laughs> and Gene Hackman's like, well, hell, I thought I was dead. Well, it just turns out I was in Nebraska. <laughs> that's, that's definitely one of my favorite lines. What's that even mean? Well, Nebraska was probably a dangerous town back then. Our dangerous state? city. City. State. I'm an idiot. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, you think, oh, it's going to end in like a gun duel or something, right? But no, like... Uh, fucking Gene Hackman's got his deputies uh, pointing all their guns. He's got a one-armed deputy, which is hilarious. I know. Uh, obviously, that guy probably lost an arm in the Civil War. He looks like yeah. he's old enough to have probably fought in it. True, um, true, true. Although, who knows, maybe he lost it doing some kind of shit. There's other wars happening, too. Yeah, and you just lose arms doing accidents back then. Doing accidents back then. And nobody cared. Maybe probably didn't get compensated. Nope. That's why he's, that's why he's working. So. Uh, but yeah, he's one. Yeah, he's got all these. Uh, and a lot of them are just chicken shits. You know, they got this yeah. one fat guy. Um, the only one who's kind of common. Some of them are ta- just tagging along. Yeah. For like it's cool. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, he fucking just like he finds all the guns that uh, English Bob is hiding on his person. He makes the biographer piss himself. I know, uh, grossly. It's like a garbage pail, kids. <laughs> it's a lot less funny. <laughs> I'm kidding about that, because that wasn't the, funny the, at all. The amount of pee is about the same. It was, and it's and it was pissing on a wooden floor, too. Yeah, I know, so it's puddling up. I remember like, he pissed on a lot of wooden floors. In, uh, I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> garbage pail kids. They're scarred. My brain. Uh, so, yeah. Gene Hackman proceeds to beat the fucking shit out of English Bob. Uh, who, by the way, I should have mentioned, is played by the first actor to play Dumbledore. Yeah, I didn't see first, it at all. In the first two Harry Potter movies, yeah. Uh, in Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone, and... Chamber of Secrets. His name is Richard Harris. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he gets the shit kicked out of him by English Bob and gets thrown in jail uh, for violating the the rules. Uh, the law, basically. And then he proceeds to basically tell Mr. Bochamp um who Bob really is, because Bob's giving, been giving him this embellished version of him. Like, I've, you know, I've been on all these gun, all these gunfights. He wants to just completely destroy me before he leaves town. Yep. Because he hates gunslingers. He's he hates uh, bounty hunters. Men of low character. Assassins. Assa- yeah, assassins. Um, so, he tells him this story about this uh, about this other uh, gunslinger uh, who was named like Three Dick 
or like two dick, three legs, some or something. He had a big dick. Yeah, or, yeah, because people thought like, oh, you know, it's because of his uh, gun, his pistols, or right? No, because of his giant dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, three dick corcoran or something, and uh, <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, this guy was. Fa- uh, fucking uh, a lady that uh, English Bob was fancying, and uh, when English Bob was really drunk one night, he uh, snuck up on this guy and shot him, shot him in the back, but didn't kill him. Um, and then when this guy like pulled his gun out uh, and tried to shoot Bob. Uh, his gun like explodes, mm-hmm. and, fires. and uh, you don't see any of this. No, but uh, this is a thing I guess that actually was common to the type of gun that he was talking about. That's uh, good because Bob was just kind of sitting there, just like he's just like, uh, becoming more and more crushed by like with every word. And it's just like yeah, this guy's like already like has like this book published. I think yeah, he's about to be famous. And then it's like oh well, this is all lies. Might as well be a novel. Because, um, yeah, it's all fake. Because mm-hmm. the story is that... Like, yeah, yeah, he's just giving him embellished versions. Like, oh, I was a hero story. Or it all happened in a more dramatic fashion. It's like, no, you're just a drunk. Coward. A drunk coward. Yeah, shot a man in the back and then... I don't know, and then he shoots him in the liver to really kill him. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. He stumbles over him because he was drunk. <laughs> uh, Gene Hackman is so great in this movie. Um, Piece of shit, but great. Yeah. yeah, his character is not exactly a good person, but he's a, he's an interesting character, don't you think? His sort of morality, like I'm yeah. protecting this town. Yeah, I get it. He's got to be tougher than the evil guys. At least that's how he thinks he has to do it. Yeah, you gotta be like willing to go farther than them. Yeah, kill him sometimes. But he sort of puts his he puts that anger. You can tell like he's sort of like biased towards these sort of like assassins or anyone that seems like, like him. Yeah, and you know guys like the cowboys who really are you know, or at least that one guy who was deserving of at least a whipping. And the beating himself um, gets off scot free. Just because he has, like, because he's a cowboy. He's a working man. Oh, they're just good old boys. He says that, I think. Good old boys. Yeah, like, and he's like, they're, like, they're paying. They paid their horses. It's like, motherfucker, like, you know. That's why I'm just, like, oh, so conflicted on him. Yeah, he's like that, but I'm just like, yeah, he's such a beast. Oh, he's shit. definitely, yeah. I don't agree with Little Bill for the most part. I do think he's. The villain, in quotation, if you could call anybody the villain, but I think most of the people in this movie are kind of kind villains. Of, yeah. Um, you know, Bob turns out to be like this cowardly piece of shit. He's a racist who shoots Chinamen, defenseless Chinamen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be calling them Chinamen. I should be calling them uh, Chinese people. Chinese people. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> Chinese railroad, Chinese railroad workers, immigrants, who are just trying to make a living in this country. I mean, he was go bop, bop, bop. I mean, he was not the only 
just horribly racist all over the place. And that's kind of what I like about this movie. It sort of is rooted in a lot of history and uh, references, a lot of really like kind of grimy, the grimier parts of American history at this point. Native American. I mean, not too much about Native Americans. No, not really. Um, and I guess it's not too much about how black people are. No, they say some racist. They say some racist terms for Indian people, but that's it. And Chinese people, I guess. Racism yeah. towards Chinese people. Um, but the racism of like and the sexism, wild west, sexism and misogyny. Sexism is huge. It's pretty big in this movie. But like the racism is kind of just. Uh, Glossed over. Maybe that's another reason. You know, maybe it's like, oh, well, we're already doing it. We already got so much like sexism in this movie. I'm gonna get criticized if we have racism. It's like, I don't know. Nineteen, the 1990s is sort of a politically correct time where people were like, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for a while we kind of got away from that. It's a whole movies. roller coaster. Um, so yeah, the uh, Morgan Freeman. We cut. Yeah, we cut back to Morgan Freeman and Clint Eastwood. And they meet up with the Schofield kid, who we find out is basically blind in one eye. Yeah, can't see shit. He start. He shoots I'm just at like, him. Oh, another reason why he's a piece of shit. Come on. Uh, 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 ableist. I wish Clint Eastwood would have had a, 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 a double shotgun to me. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah, like the yeah, the kids start shooting at him. Um, and he's just like, doesn't even come close to him. And they're both like, what? Yeah, like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> and they both like sneak up on him. And they're like, hey, it's us, <laughs> stupid kid. Idiot. And then he's like, oh, who's this? And you'd think, like, oh, this kid's going to be a little racist, right? And he doesn't say anything. He's just, like, mad that Clint Eastwood brought another guy with him. Yeah, I was like, oh, here we go. Uh, you were disappointed that there was no racism. I was confused. <laughs> but the yes. lack of representation of the plight of the African-American. That's true. That's true. It's, uh, I feel like it is a bit of an oversight. Um, but this is a, it leads to a pretty good scene of uh, Morgan Freeman kind of fucking with the, the kid uh, and saying, yeah, can you see that hawk up there? He's like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> there ain't no hawk. That was funny. Ain't no hawk up there, dum-dum. <laughs> Are you blind, son? He's like, no. Like, How are you supposed to see? How are you supposed to see anything? It was. <laughs> and he's like, I killed five people. I was like, God dang it! I hope he dies within the movie. I was begging for this for him not to make it to the end. And he pulls his gun out on Morgan Freeman, points it in his face. He's like, Yeah, you, you can shoot. Clint Eastwood has to come in. How far can you shoot, kid? He's like, About twenty yards. It's like. What do you think, Ned? Uh, what are you uh, What are you saying? Yeah, I guess he could shoot about twenty. <laughs> like, okay, that's he's our dynamic. Useless, basically, he kind of is. Piece of shit. They have the babysitting, basically. 
He doesn't. Well, yeah, he, he does end up doing something. Um, Barely. Later on. Um, and uh, I guess a lot of the film, a lot of their scenes are them walking, riding on horses, can't I guess camping, cursing camping, and then Clint Eastwood uh, talking about his uh, his old experiences being a gunslinger and kind of telling old stories of the violent deeds that he'd done and having nightmares about men that he murdered and like worms coming out of their head and stuff like that. He probably deserves some of this stuff. A little bit. Um, from the ruthless, yeah, from the sound of it, he was a pretty ruthless man. In a way, I almost feel like when I first watched it, I almost kind of thought like he's the older version of his character from the uh, the spaghetti western films that he was in, the, the Dollars trilogy. For the one that dollars, finally found love. Fistful of dollars. Tired. Fistful of dollars and for a few dollars more and good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, although the character in that movie, in those movies, is not as ruthless as they make William Money out to be. No. He is. He's definitely more of the traditional hero. I think you might actually like those movies better because it's Clint Eastwood being a real badass. It's classic Clint Eastwood. Classic. I mean, you liked Dirty Harry, so yeah, I probably like classic him. Dirty Harry. That's classic Clint Eastwood. So I'd probably like some of them. You might, yeah, you definitely like. I think you like the second one. The second one is awesome. I, I think that might be my favorite, but uh, yeah, it's a different movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I like these scenes. I like the scenes where he's talking about, you know, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm just a fellow now. I'm just a fellow now. My wife, you know, and all, you know, she cured me of everything. She's my angel. Um, Until she's not. Until she's not. <laughs> Until finally reaches his breaking point, but we'll get to that. Um. So eventually, they get to the one of the cowboys. They get to the uh, the more uh, the more innocent, the more decent of the two. Um. Yeah, they find they they track him down. And uh, this is kind of, it's kind of a hard scene to watch, actually. It's pretty fucked up. That's why it's like I, I was I was like really hoping that somehow they spared him or something. But no, it's it kind of goes to show though, like William Money might not have might not have changed. He's he just didn't. he's just telling himself that. Well, we don't know that yet. Maybe this is like okay, he's doing this because he's desperate. But he still, you know, he shoots the guy off of his horse. Guy breaks his legs. Well, Morgan Freeman shoots him off the horse. Yes, and this is a great. This is a, I think and then Morgan great, Freeman shoots freezes it up. It's a great scene. I think it's a great acting from Morgan Freeman. It is. He it doesn't is. say. He barely says a word. It's just like, okay. That's it. That's all you need. And it's just the look on his face, like He's just I can't believe I've done this. I'm not. I'm not this anymore. man anymore. Yeah, I don't want to kill anymore. And then it's up to. William, uh, yeah, Clint Eastwood to take the reins, unfortunately. And the, the kid is being really annoying during this scene. 
He's like, oh, did you get him? Did you kill him? Yeah, like, I'm not gonna shit again. He's like, Eric Cartman will like, come alive. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Clint Eastwood should have just bopped him in the head, shot him in the head, but like, no, nah, it was only like, split two way. And then just <laughs> fucking. Yeah, and then the cowboy's like crawling because his leg's broken, and he's like, I'm about to get into freedom. And then he gets shot. He in Clint Eastwood shoots him in the gut. So he dies slow. Yes. Yeah, Crying like, out. For 30 seconds, I need water, please. Help and Clint Eastwood's like, just, just get out some water. Just get out some goddamn water. We're not going to shoot. We're not going to shoot. <laughs> and then it's that guy from, uh, the guy who's been in so many different yes. like movies, like from the 90s oh, and the early 2000s. Uh, wow. He's just there. He's the guy. <laughs> You, you, I don't know. It's hard to. Yeah, he's that guy. He's one of those actors who's that guy, but young. One of the, the young. Like, versions of him. I think he might have been in like, what's that movie? He was in, uh, not another teen movie. He's one of the jocks in that movie. Yeah, he is. Yes. If you've seen that movie, you might know who I'm talking about. Not Chris yeah, Evans. He's like the piece of shit jock. But not Chris Evans' character. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, so anyways, it's that guy who's a part of, who's supposed to protect this, uh, cowboy. Oh, no. I don't think they're protecting him, they're just working as cowboys. Oh, yeah, he's just one of his buds. They don't know about it yet. And they thought, oh, yeah, and they just ambushed him, and, yeah. He's crying out for water, he's like, oh, I'm dying, Slip. I'm dying. It's really disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um... And then eventually the kid dies. The guy dies. Yeah, they, they sit there and listen because they have to confirm. They're like, all right, we get the money. <laughs> it's really awful. And then uh, Morgan Freeman is just shook from this. Even the kid at one point is like, are they going to get him some water? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God damn, we're not going to shoot. Yeah, this guy has water. Uh, Plenty of his water. So after this, uh, Morgan Freeman decides like he can't take this anymore. He's gonna ride, ride it off home. And uh, Clint Eastwood says like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'll still give you your cut. I'm an honorable man, and maybe you can go and uh, check out and see if my kids are okay." He does kind of just leave his kids behind. Yeah, just like, and they're not old or nothing. They're like eight and seven. They're young. Very young. Boy and a girl. Just out there in the middle of nowhere. With a couple of chickens. That they're going to have to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Maybe some pigs. And a bunch of disease pigs. Yeah, well, yeah. They get that sick swan flu. Old swine flu. Mm. Um... So yeah, Morgan Freeman rides off uh, because he's had a crisis of conscience. Or not even that, just like he's just not a killer anymore. He's an older, more wizened, more docile man now. You know, he's more of a cowboy now. He's more of like what that kid is. Yeah. Uh, and that really, I think, is what disturbed him. Maybe. I don't know. This is my interpretation. He's been a settled man for a while. Um, and so, the kid and, uh, Clint Eastwood ride off and track down the other one, the more... He now has, like, protection on him. 
He ha- yeah, he has guys who are bodyguards. And, and the sheriff even sent somebody. Yeah, one of the, the fat deputy who's just yeah. sleeping in the corner. He's like, look, I got protection. And the deputy's like, okay. He's sleeping in the corner, and they're fucking playing poker. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're like, and then they just go, they just wait outside the outhouse. He's like, he's got shit sometime. And then, of course, he goes out there with no protection. He says, I can, I got my gun on me. I can handle it myself. I know, and if he had brought protection, like if he had had some guy come out with him, they couldn't have ambushed him. Nope. Not at all. But that guy was stupid. And the kid's like, I want to do it. But then, yeah, he, yeah. So, the guy's taking a shit. And then you think, like, oh, it's going to go horribly wrong, right? Because he fucking, the kid opens up a stall. The guy's not in there. Oh, fuck. And then uh, I think somebody inside the little house that they're in, or cabin. Oh, shit, there's someone out here. <laughs> and then uh, the kid goes up to the next stall. And then he sees the guy taking the shit. And the guy's like, wait, no, 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 no. And the guy can't get to his gun in time, so he's like, wait, no. Shoots him right on the toilet. Three times. Bop, bop, bop. And he's just kind of like, <laughs> shaking there for a second. And then the clays was like, kid, I'm And then uh, the fat guy's like, oh, assassins. Boom, boom. This <laughs> is like, nah. Miss, you, miss, miss, miss. You miss, failed. Miss, 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 miss. You failed, you dumb fat bastard. Yep, you missed, miss, 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 miss. Um. So yeah. Uh, the uh, sheriff, uh, little Bill, finds out that uh, both, um, yeah, both, men both men have been assassinated, and now so he puts out a whole posse hunt for him. And unfortunately, the posse catches Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and uh, yeah. This is where we realize how fucked up little Bill actually is. Tortures him for information on, like, whoever, like, they all are. He knows that he's lying at yeah. first. Yeah, and then, like, he beats him so bad to the point where he does finally break. But by then it's too late and he's going to die. And he dies. And he does die. And they just display his body. But, uh, yeah. So after, uh... The uh, assassination. They're waiting up on the uh, Clint Eastwood and uh, the kids, Schofield kid, are waiting on this hill uh, outside of town, uh, waiting for one of the, the girls to bring them their money. money. And uh, the kid's like, yeah, I blew that fucker away. And he's like, you can tell, like, oh boy, he's, this wasn't the, he's about the crash. this is the first person he's ever killed. Yep. Oh yeah, because he says like he killed like a like a Mexican guy who uh, was fucking with them, but he says, "Uh, I didn't really kill him. I just hit him with a broom." <laughs> yeah. Um. And so he's like, "Uh, you know, it's really, it's really something. You know how he's like never gonna breathe again." <laughs> and like, you know, Clint Eastwood's like kind of lost in thought. Like, yep. That's what, it's all, that's what killing a man is like. You take away everything he's got and all he's gonna ever have. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the one of my favorite lines in any movie. It's a good line. And then uh, 
you know, the kid's like, well, I, you know, he's crying. He's, yeah, he tells the kid to take a drink of whiskey. Like, take a drink, kid. Nothing that pain. Yeah, calm down. Um, and then he's like, oh, well, you know, I guess, the, I guess he had it coming. And I like when he says, we all have it coming, kid. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, yeah, the, one of the girls rides up, gives him the money. Uh, and he's like, oh, and he's like, all right, I can't wait to give my share to Ned. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's a little goofy, actually. Because it's like if he hadn't mentioned him, he just gets back to home. Where's Ned? <laughs> and like, oh, wait, he didn't make it back? <laughs> <laughs> But then it's like, oh, Ned, he's dead. What? He's and he was like, wait, wait, why, why would Ned, Ned be dead? It's like, like this whole rhyming time. Ned's not dead. Come on. It's <laughs> impossible. It's like, but yeah, he's he's dead. <laughs> they beat him to death to display his body like he's a cop in his hands, a criminal. And then uh, this is the point. This is, this is what shatters. William Money. Yeah, because he just immediately grabs a bottle of whiskey and chugs it. He's like, I'm not that guy. I am that guy still. I am that ruthless killer. Because I killed my best friend. Mm-hmm. The only, the only other thing besides my kids, I guess. He didn't really uh, give a fuck about them too much. <laughs> I guess not. Um, but yeah, the only thing that really like kind of Tethered him a bit. Tethered him and was like, all right, he's a decent him a bit. Like, yeah, Ned was always a decent guy. Like, he was never around for my really violent deeds. Maybe he was. I think he, he was, was, but he didn't judge him for his past, just like his wife. Exactly. He's like, you ain't that guy no more. But Ned's dead. And now it's like there's no one to really hold him back. He's got to get revenge for Ned. Like, all right, well, I got to fucking blow these motherfuckers away. Clint Eastwood style. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's great because the kid is so like he can already tell like oh shit yeah, he's like you can have my money you're ready to kill yeah but no he actually lets the kid keep his money he's like ah, don't worry kid I'm not gonna kill you because he thinks like at this point he's gonna just kill him and kill take everybody. all the money it doesn't matter at this point but no he actually and he says like you're the closest thing I have to a friend and he tells the kid to go up to his farm. Checking on his kids. And, and uh, I guess tell his, Ned's wife, Sally Two Trees, his Native American wife, uh, that he's dead. <laughs> that he's dead. And give, him a share, give her his share. Yes, exactly. Um, so Mr. William Money rides into town. And he sees uh, Ned's body displayed on the at the, uh, the bar. And he just takes another chug of whiskey when he sees it. The bar tea. He gets even angrier. Yep. And that they're all at the, yeah, Gene, Gene Hackman's got his posse. And he's like, all right, well, we see these guys. Yeah, they're talking about going for the hunt for Clint Eastwood next morning. And, and uh, an interesting, not interesting, but a little funny thing that, that happens uh, is that uh, when uh, Bob is, English Bob is kicked out of town, and he curses, he curses the town. He's like, you're a bunch of bloody savages! Yeah. Um, the biographer, <laughs> but the biographer that was traveling with him stays in the town. I'm talking about Billy, because he's a fucked up motherfucker. Yeah, because he's like trying to write this thing about gunslingers or assassins. He just beat or... up the guy that he thought was the ultimate badass. It's like, oh, this guy must be the guy who I really want to write about. Um, 
<laughs> it's funny. He's like, uh, he's like, ah, what about your biography? It's funny. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't steal your biographer. He stayed on his own. He's like, well, curse on him too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's it's funny because what what happens next is, is pretty pivotal to that, or, or pretty uh, it connects with that. Uh, William Money shows up. He's got uh, his uh, friends. No, no, wait, yeah, he's got his rifle or his shotgun, yeah. and he's got his uh, pistol. Um, and fucking, you know, he's he's like, I'm here to kill you, little Bill. And uh, it's a really badass scene. He's like, like whose boss is this? It's like it's all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all raining and thundering and shit. And then the fucking the pimp. You know, slash bar keep uh, walks up. Oh, this is my establishment. Boom! Just blows away. Blows the motherfucker across the fucking room. And he's like, why would you do that? He's, you just man. shot an unarmed man, you cowardly son of a bitch. He's like, well, he has my friend's body. He decorated my thing. Well, he decorated my saloon, his saloon with my friend. <laughs> that wasn't exactly right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he, uh, Takes a shot at uh, uh, little Bill mm. and fucking the gun jams. He's like, ah, gun jam. Kill this son of a bitch. <laughs> but then motherfucking Clint Eastwood pulls out his revolver and he ain't he ain't so bad with it anymore. Kills the one only competent one. No, he shoots Bill immediately. Yeah, shoots Bill and then the other only competent deputy who's like that young guy who's kind of yeah, like hesitant about Bill. Blows shoots him away. in the chest. Shoots like the fat guy. The fat guy runs away. Shoots the one-armed guy. Uh, shoots a couple other guys. Boom, boom, boom. Just anyone who stands up to him. Everyone else is running for their lives. He only shoots people that shoot back at him. Yeah. And by the end of it, there's a bunch of dead bodies on the ground, and and some people who are kind of cowering in the corner. And then he's like, "If y'all don't want to get shot again, or you don't want to get shot at, y'all better clear out the back." Because he's like still like. Well, no, he doesn't know that Bill's still alive. Yeah, but he just wants them all out. Yeah. So, and then fucking... And the prostitutes are all, like, sitting up there. The prostitutes are like, is he about to come over here and kill all of us, too? <laughs> and then motherfucking uh, Mr. Bochamp, the writer, uh, <laughs> walks up to him like, oh, my God, you killed all those men single-handedly. <laughs> what the fuck? And he's like, who are you? And I'm like, name's William Money. He's like, what? You're, you're William Money out of Missouri? Because he's famous. He's the infamous, infamous killer. He's, they call him the murderer of women and children. He's like, yep, I've killed about everything that walks or crawls at one time or another. Um, and he's asking him all kinds of questions. Like, oh, you know, I'm a writer, you see. And then uh, he's like, well, how many men do you think you killed here? He's like, well, I know how many of them. I know I'll kill one more if, <laughs> you stop at, if you don't stop asking me questions. Yeah. And he fucking makes the guy run out. He doesn't piss himself again. No, he's like, get out of here, bitch. Immediately makes this movie better than Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah, <laughs> they gave up the joke once. Yeah, it wasn't even a, a joke. It was a hilarious joke. <laughs> yeah. But, but it was going like, 
But uh, it turns out that uh, uh, Clint Eastwood only wounded Gene Hackman. Shot him in the gut. That seems to be his thing. Um, but you think that, oh, Gene Hackman's going to shoot William. Oh, he's going to shoot Clint Eastwood. No. No. I wasn't like, no. I was like, yes. <laughs> they should all die. It would have been good right then. Shoot Clint Eastwood in the back. And then he just goes like, ah! Pulls out his pistol. Bam! Shoots the guy one more time. Kills him. And then he goes like, ah! He falls to the ground dead. I wish you wouldn't have the really cool ending where uh, he kicks fucking Gene Hackman's gun out of his hand um, and grabs Morgan Freeman's gun, the Spencer rifle. Mm-hmm. Finish um, him off with. He fucking loads that shit up. <laughs> And, uh, and Billy's just like, I don't deserve to die deserve like this. I was building a house. Yeah. <laughs> I was just building a house. Everything was going great. I owned this town. And then he's like, deserves got nothing to do with it. Bam. And no, he's like, I'll see you in hell, William Money. And then I just love, you know, I think this is, I think Judge Dredd kind of took this, this moment where like the bad guy says something before they die. And then Clint Eastwood was just like, yeah. Boom! Blows his fucking head off. Like, yeah, I guess I you do. don't see it. No. But this isn't really a violent movie, honestly. No. They talk no. about violence. There's barely any blood. But yeah. There's, I mean, the... It's more realistic. The women slap, the face slashing scene. It's the most horrific part. Yeah. And yeah, it is a little bit more realistic. There's it's not... A, it's not a Tarantino movie. People don't go flying. They're not spurts and everywhere. They yeah. just you just bleed. And it's just like Ugh. you leak like a balloon, and you just die. Mm-hmm. You just fall to the ground and die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then after that, he uh, threatens the town, the townspeople who might still be uh, we'll going fly after. Back. He's like. If anybody takes a shot at me, well, I don't think I'm going to kill him. I think I'll kill his wife and all his friends and then burn his damn house down. You hear? And then give my friend a proper burial or I'll come back and shoot all of you. Mm-hmm. They probably did. Well, at least the prostitutes probably did. And I don't know. And then that's pretty much it. It ends with uh, a text he saying... He moves to San Francisco and becomes rich. Or somewhat successful in selling yeah. dry foods. Whatever the fuck that means. Jerky? Probably. I just I was just kidding. Like ration shit. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Real quick. Okay. You know, okay. Like, the... the uh, I'm sorry, but my opinion of this movie... Let me give you a real quick... It's in the toilet. This movie, I'm sorry, but I was just like, okay, it's horse riding simulator, and like camping simulator, clean up being grumpy simulator, and just, it's just, it was just so boring. Like he says, it's not an action movie. Yup, it's not. It's fucking barely it's a character entertainment. It's just. It's not though. I just don't care about the characters. I hate I every do. single one of I them. I think they're, I think they're interesting. It almost feels kind of like a, like a novel in a way. Nope. 
At least for me. Feels like a movie where everyone's just a piece of shit. Except for Ned, who gets his body caved in. It's gonna be hard in this world. <laughs> uh, you know, okay, I get it. It's not I'm the just, most exciting. I, honestly, movie. I'm just not a fan of westerns. I just don't really like westerns. I know. A lot of people aren't. It's a genre that doesn't really appeal to people anymore. It's gone. Is this what's going to happen in 50 years with the superhero genre? Who knows? Probably Are we even going to be here? Superhero movies will probably go nowhere. But I'm saying, are humans going to be here? Like, there could be any sort of global catastrophe that happens no, we'll within 50 here. years. We'll be flying around. We'll be zip zapping and bapping. As we always do, right? Even Clint Eastwood will be like, <laughs> that'd be insane. 180. That would be so crazy. He'd be like, oh my god, what does he do? And how many babies does he eat every day? <laughs> hey, Obama. He's talking to a chair. Obama, what do you think? Remember how horrible and cringy that was? <laughs> yeah. And then he had a fake conversation with Obama. <laughs> and Obama just gave him. Yeah, and he just gave him the answers he wanted. He's like, yeah, you are a communist, aren't you? See, he agrees with me. He's like, oh, my God. It's like, uh, kind of, do you actually see Obama right there? <laughs> kind of makes you lose a little respect for him. A little more than a little, but yeah. <laughs> a little more than a little, but yeah. <laughs> Definitely lost respect, if that's what you're saying. It's sad. But yeah, for this movie, no, I didn't lose respect from 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 this movie. Let me say that. No, but I just kind of during like parts of this podcast, it leaves like Gailey certainly wake up. I'm like, oh, this is the movie. It just <laughs> and I hate. I just hated the guy, the kid, the young guy. I just he's such. I was like, why couldn't I his arc. I wanted him to die so bad. I didn't like it. What? He just gets to cry for a second. <laughs> and then he's just redeemed? Uh, no. <laughs> he's not really. Apparently, uh, from what I've uh, heard about, or from what I've read, um, IMD, I don't know why I'm having trouble saying these things, but uh, from what I've uh, read on IMDb trivia, uh, in the script, uh, I guess in the text crawl at the end, it's stated that the Schofield kid eventually drowned himself. Oh, thank God. The guilt. Oh, my God. I hope he regretted it halfway through the drowning and tried to stop it and couldn't and then died even more painfully. <laughs> he deserved more than you that. would. I would have rather had it been he drowned after getting scalped by some Native Americans, but I guess we'll settle with that. Oh, that that does my heart well. That that's the the trending face. Woo! Well, yeah, that's that actually does make it better. I want you to know that. Okay. It makes me feel better about the movie, knowing he's dead. Because he was such a piece of well, shit. Well, they're all dead. He didn't deserve to be alive at all for the movie. Like, at the end of the movie. Like, he didn't deserve... He should have been captured and beaten. Really? I think that would have been better. 
You're poop man. I said it, folks. Lee's really offensive, guys. I'm sorry. Try not, try not to cancel him, but, you know, if you have to, you have to. No, it's okay. I get it. Yeah, it's... it's <sighs> Bad movie. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but... I don't know. I don't. I really have no opinion about this movie. <laughs> um, you were just kind of like nodding as I oh, was what? explaining the movie mm-hmm. and just looking at the, the timestamp. Like, oh, is he done yet? <laughs> this movie still exists in my life. It's also like a four-hour-long movie. It's not four hours. It's uh, like two hours. Felt like seven. Uh, yeah, you're bored as fuck. <laughs> I think, uh, hey man, brother. Um, I, uh, I, uh, everyone in the room other than Lee, uh, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, um, ladies and gentlemen, Lee is a foul creature, but you won't know why. Um, you won't. But yes, this. I'm gonna have to. Okay, I know. Yes, I'm gonna rate it, Lee. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm sorry, Lee. You're gonna be like. I give it a two. <laughs> I just was so bored and I hated it so much. I don't like. I remember Magnificent Seven. <laughs> I just don't that was like. funny though, because that movie's not that great. Yeah, but I don't like westerns as well. Not needed. the original Magnificent Seven, which folks. was still probably. Yeah, for him. But the the one that came out a few years ago. Yeah, I passed the fuck out in that movie. He was very sleepy. Halfway through, and he was snoring loudly. <laughs> I was more. I was honestly more entertained by that than the movie. Because like, every time I was like, yeah, this movie's like, okay. But then I would look over <laughs> my shoulder and this is baby stir like, and I'd be like, oh, you. You little boy. This is a pop, bag of popcorn. And just... <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Just back in and out of consciousness. No, yeah, because, oh, God, just, I don't know, something about the Western genre, unless it's, like, uh, Wild Wild West, it's just not going to do it for me. It's not going to do it for you, man. <laughs> it's not going to do it for you, man. It's just not. I just, I hate them. Um, yeah. Well, Lee, I think there's a certain time. And what time could that be? I think it's questions. Questions? Questions for Lee? For me? Questions for Lee? Oh boy. Oh boy. What kind of questions uh, Sterling have for Lee? Lee. 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 Here you go, Lee. First question. And I think it's a question that you want to answer the most. When and how did you see this movie? When and how? Okay. Who dare showed you this? Well, I think... I. I think it's pretty obvious that this is kind of a dad movie. It's such a dad movie. <laughs> yep. Uh, this was. It wasn't a 
movie that I watched when I was really young, actually. Stop sleeping. I mean, talking to you. <laughs> you're falling asleep. I'm thinking while you're talking. No, you're... <laughs> you're snore snoring. You're um, <laughs> snore snoring. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is a movie that my dad always, like, kind of talked about and always said, like, oh, this is, this is a great film. Uh, you're trying to watch it one of these days only. Um, and I think maybe this movie kind of holds a little bit of a special place in my heart because uh, when I did watch it, uh, it was right around the time that my dad was actually in the hospital. Mm. Um, so uh, I was kind of home alone. And, uh, you know, it was a movie that uh, I always remember him talking about, him liking. So I was like, eh, well... I, I don't know. I just thought like it would somehow sort of bring me closer you know, all the smushy stuff that mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable talking about, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll stare at you while you say it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I watched it, and I, you know, from the first time I watched it, I really loved it. I also watched it because I think I was also taking this film class. And we were supposed to write essays about films. And I thought it would be a perfect movie to write an essay about. Because it's like an old western. I think we were supposed to do a, a thing about genre movies. Mm. So, yeah. I liked it when I first saw it. I've always really liked it. Uh, when I first saw it, I thought it was, I thought it was much better than I think it than it is. You didn't like it like this time as much? Not as, like, not that I, like, dislike it or anything, but I can see that there's some flaws. Or it's just, like, a lot of, like, just riding the horse. Okay. And Clint used to go, like, well, we'll talk about whiskey. Isn't that a different question? Yes, Lee. All right. We're not there yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I think after my dad got out of the hospital, I liked it so much I wanted to watch it again. So I was like, hey, Dad, you want to watch Unforgiven? We watched it together after he got out of the hospital. Oh, that's sweet. And he's like, oh, it's a great film, isn't it? Yeah. You guys should have watched uh, Friends with Benefits. Go fuck it. <laughs> yeah, see? There you go. You got it. You know it. You know it's good. Yeah. So yeah, that's okay. That's when I saw it. It was, uh, it was like probably like twenty. That was like twenty. That's surprising. I 15? thought you were gonna be like, like, oh, my dad showed it to me when I was like four. No, it was like twenty fourteen. A while ago now. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. You are. You just. You just turned thirty-seven. Everybody. Yeah. He's 37 years old. It's pretty crazy. I'm old. 37. Oh. Mm-hmm. I want to die. True. 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 All right, Lee. Uh, well, I actually want to know what this is. What is your favorite aspect, part, whatever, of this movie? What, what, what stands out most for you in this movie that you like most? I am interested in that. 
Well, well, um, it's kind of hard because I really like a lot of things. I really like, I don't know, you might hate me. I really like the writing and the dialogue. I like that there's a lot of like kind of what sounds like sort of period accurate dialogue. There's a lot of like weird kind of things that people say like, huh? Like, you know, like, one guy's like, oh, it's John Bull. Or, uh, you know, the way that the, the kid talks sometimes. Yeah. Or even, uh, like, Little Bill. Like, it just kind of has, like, this sort of twang to it. And I also am not biased, but I'm also really stoked that uh, the guy who wrote the script for this movie... Is also the one of the at least co-writers and one of the people who wrote one of the scripts for Blade Runner, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, and it wonder. kind of has a lot of similarities to it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, in the sense that uh, Blade Runner is also about an uh, ex kind of bounty hunter who was brought out of retirement uh, to. Uh, kill, and he doesn't really want to do that, and this is sort of the same thing. Oh my god, okay, then if that's true, there's 7,000 other movies that are just like this. Like, it's a basic story. But it's also, you know, sort of deals with morality and and violence, and what it was like back then. The... It all breaks down to, it doesn't matter to shoot them. Okay, fine, whatever. That's how it ends. It's like all the morality, all that like not drinking, all that nothing, all in the end just oh, it doesn't matter to shoot. No, what it means is that some people might not be able to change. What a good message. Violence is in, is inherent in some people. No matter what. Yeah, no matter what happens. You can try to change as much as you can, but can okay. you really? Get off of it long for a second. Let's get, I want to hear what is your biggest complaint, biggest de, de, uh, demotion against this movie for you? Hmm. What is your least favorite scene? Shit like that. Well, I would say that, uh, well, we kind of talked about it. The fact that uh, Morgan Freeman's character, Ned, is never is never addressed that he is a black man. Yep. Um, not once. Not even a single time. Um, I mean, I don't think you need to have like any sort of racial slurs. But just there has to be just, just even just a look. Nobody even gives him any kind of a look. Yeah, it's just normal. That he's, he's there. Just it's there. Would not be normal in 1880. I'm sorry. No, not even in Wyoming, which I don't Nowhere. think is as racist as the South. Anywhere on the planet Earth. No. I'm sorry, it's the time. Those people were racist. Yes. <laughs> Jeez, come on. <laughs> you guys don't even know what I live with. <laughs> but, uh,. So yeah, that's definitely a criticism. I would definitely. Hmm. What else? 
would say maybe some of the, I don't know, there's some ADR stuff that I noticed where you're like, um, I'm about to get attacked by something. There's a little like, puppy ASMR for you. <laughs> there's a, <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I'm being killed. This is real life. This is podcast live. I'm being killed by an animal. This is Kesey. Uh, right in the middle of my shield. She goes, no more talking. <laughs> this movie's over. <laughs> you guys have been talking about this one over. movie for four hours. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, it's kind of a common criticism I have with some movies sometimes, where the ADR <laughs> is a little <laughs> fucked up. What are you doing? <laughs> She's so weird. But yeah, that is a common criticism you have. I don't know what ADR, ADR means, but yep, you've said it a bunch of times during the other podcasts. It's an audio thing. It's where the lips are supposed to kind of... Yeah, but that's up. a common problem with every movie. A lot of movies, I don't yeah. know how they've never fixed that, but... It's hard. How can it be hard? Sometimes it's like so fucking obvious he filmed it on a Tuesday, and they filmed the scene three years earlier. <laughs> well, uh, Clint Eastwood... Um, kind of has this sort of fast and... Kind yeah, of he shoots stuff. one scene. He doesn't shoot retakes because he's a fucking moron. <laughs> well, that's what, yeah, that's how he learned filmmaking from working on, like, B-movies and stuff. Yeah, it must be really easy to work with him when you're an actor and you're like, no, that was terrible. Can't I just do another performance? Like, no, we gotta shoot. We got eight more scenes to shoot. He's like Ed Wood. We got 37 more scenes to shoot. Yeah? What does that have to do with anything? Then Clint Eastwood. Oh. Oh. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm just kidding, everybody. Don't cancel me. But, uh, yeah. And maybe there are a lot of scenes of just camping. And then there's this scene where, like, yeah, there's a part where he gets sick. Where William Money gets and he refuses to drink there and, and all that good stuff and he gets beaten up and he won't drink and nothing and then just and then uh, it doesn't mean anything drink. Yeah. You can do all your bad things. Him being him getting sick doesn't really change all that much. Yeah, all it does is like allow uh, Ned and the kid to piss away a lot of the money through fucking. Yeah, by taking free ones. Yeah, I mean that's not innocent. No. Because even Clint Eastwood won't have sex with any of the prostitutes because, like, take free ones because of his wife. Yeah, he's still loyal to her, even beyond the grave. I was really hoping that it was going to go a little cute and, like, the girl that got cut up was going to come with him. Yeah, because there's that scene that they have. Yeah, I thought, like, it would have been kind of cute. He invited her and, like... But I was like, no, I can't even give me that. Sure. Fucking two. Now, I totally, I totally, when that movie started, it started off as a one because that scene was so terrible. And there was no revenge for it. No redemption? Yeah, even he gets shot, it's like he should have been whipped and then shot, but whatever. I was like, it's working his way up there. And then, like, it went up by a one. Wow. Sorry. Okay, well, you didn't like it. Doesn't have any special place for you. Fault of hate. 
made this worse than Taxi Driver? Mm. I was just more bored. What? What? <laughs> yes, yeah, stinky, stinky movies. Don't give me that. Stop being a silly. There's right. some behind the scenes things going on and some shenanigans. I think it's it's time to wrap, wrap this up. up. Well, Lee, give your rating first. Uh, yeah. Uh, I definitely. Uh, <laughs> I disagree. At least, at least a great politician says a lot with saying nothing. Ah, 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 I'll see. You know, I'll, I'll see. I'll see. I'll see. I'll see. No, I um, I I really like this film a lot. Even with, I mean, it, it it's not flawless. Uh, it's not a material girl. It's not, but uh, I do think it it has a lot of interesting things to say. It kind of killed the the western genre a little bit. It did. Yeah, because it was like, oh, it's over. Yeah, you've made this movie where it's like all the like kind of mythic veneer is kind of taken away, and some like yeah, like after that, you got more like historically accurate movies that were sort of western set, like movies like Dances with Wolves. Well, Dances with Wolves came before this because he broke the myth. Yeah, that movie also sort of helped with that. It's like. It was, it was time for the genre to kind of be put to rest. Yeah. Unfortunately. You still get some westerns, but they're all sort of gritty, like, kind of revisionist westerns like this. Yes. So, that's kind of interesting. I love the performances in this film. Clint Eastwood, Gene Hackman, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, Hackman's great, I guess. Um, and I like their characters. I think they're yeah. interesting characters. They may not be likable characters. Gotta be likable to be interesting. Really. Cool. All right. Well, wrap this up and I'll say I'm giving this movie a nine out of ten. Oh my god! But I, I, I wasn't. I was surprised. Ladies and gentlemen, you may have just heard that. I'm not gonna reference. reference. Oh my god! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm. <laughs> I don't think you've heard. If you know, you know, doorknob. But um, <laughs> this guy is sitting with his shorts all bunched up, trying to distract me. With his disgust, looking like he's not wearing any pants. <laughs> not wearing any pants, no homo. Um. All right. So I think this podcast has gone off the rails at this point. Completely. Uh, Clinics would be very disappointed in where the job where the he would be. It's not very manly. He'd be like, get off my lawn. Yeah, this damn, isn't your F word. But this isn't your house, Clinics would. I said, get off. <laughs> He's just talking to an empty chair. <laughs> um, yep. Good old Clint. Uh, good old. We love you. Respectful Clint. Um. All right. Yeah, we we kind of like some of your movies. Um. All right. Uh, well, I think that's good. I, th- um, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Uh, before we get into the real end, end piece, uh, I gotta let you know what we'll be watching next week. 
Uh, next week, we're f- back to me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, no more sadness. Yes. Thank God. I know. I know. You're all very happy about that. But now, uh, we will be watching the classic, fantastical, came out a few years after this movie, seven, Six Days and Seven Nights. Wait, Seven Days and Seven Days and Six Nights. Yeah, my bad. Six Days and Seven Nights. Uh, I've always messed up that title. Um, but yeah, we're going to be watching that. According to a few terrible, angry men um, that wanted to end a female's career. Um, it was anti LGBT. I love Ellen McBeal. And she was in Supergirl for a while. Um, but yes. Yeah. She was Ellen McBeal's boss. Or uh, Supergirl's boss. Uh, but yes, we'll be watching uh, that next week and talking about it. Um, as always, you can find all of our stuff on um, on Instagram at It's Not The Worst We Ever Podcast. There you'll find linked our personal Instagrams, where you'll find all our personal stuff. You can find us on TikTok, and it's not the worst movie ever podcast. We post weekly content, just like cool, fun highlights about the movie we watch. Uh, uh, we watched and talked about that week. Um, <laughs> uh, if you go to my personal Instagram, you can find my dog's TikTok and Instagram linked. Desert Star, you can find my TikTok uh, handle, Hammer Books. Um, I review books. I take videos of my dog. All those good things, all those things. Follow them if you like to see cute husky content. Follow my dog. If you want to read some, find some good book reviews, some manga to read, some books, see some cool pops, you know, gibbity gobbity goo, take a hit of follow. Um, but for this but for this podcast, please rate, review, and share this podcast. It's a great and free way to help us out. We really need some more reviews and ratings to get start pushing us more with algorithm. Uh, we'd really like to start for this podcast reaching out to more people. Um, but as always, we hope you have a great week, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Um, and we'll see you next time. A deep, a deep, a deep.